my relatable listeners. It's your girl, Stella. Hi, Housewives Relatable Nation. This is Stella again, coming to talk to you to talk about it all. Okay, guys, I just want to say I'm not upset. I'm not angry. I know last week I said that I had a little bit of a sore throat. And although I did chew on some garlic and drank some hot bone broth and teas, for some reason, this voice of mine is coming in and out. So I will try to, you know, plow through and just go through everything that has been happening over the past week because there's a lot, a lot to cover. Also, I went back and listened to some of my previous episodes and I've realized that the volume is quite low on some of them. I'm sorry about this, guys. Like I said, I don't have a major production team. I am Team Stella and uh, Stella is the team. Um, There's no one else doing this podcast but me. And I'm learning the ropes, as I said before. So uh, just bear with me. It's going to get a little bit better. Although you can find um, all of my episodes on Podbean, um, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and it's even on YouTube as well. So if you plug in some earphones, you should be able to hear all of the podcast very clearly. Just maybe not on your cell phone speaker. The sound might be very, very low. So... Guys, I know it was Super Bowl weekend uh, last week. So, you know, for the ones that are um, football fans, I'm sure you were happy. Uh, I hope that the team that you were, you know, cheering for is the one that won. For myself, I am not a fan of football. I love European football, soccer. So, obviously, when uh, soccer was going on in Qatar, I was watching. So, I don't really watch football. And I know that there was a lot with the Super Bowl and Rihanna and uh, Rihanna who's pregnant again. So I'm really excited for her because I love Rihanna. But aside from the Super Bowl, something else broke the Internet. And that was not Rihanna, not your favorite football team, but Teresa and Jacqueline. Basically, Teresa and Jacqueline broke up the Internet over the weekend. They made up in Las Vegas, where I believe Jacqueline has been living for the past few years now. So Teresa's Instagram account says, we had a five hours lunch, lots to talk about, lots of laughs too. We are reunited and it feels good. I'm really happy about that. I think it was long time overdue. The ladies had a friendship on the show and outside of the show and uh it was a very special special friendship do you remember the trip to italy where um i think Teresa and jacqueline were on the boat and they went to like that piano bar and um Teresa was making fun of the the balls and the chocolate anyways lucy and ethel are back okay Um, I'm really, really happy to see that. I wonder what they had to cover for five hours, what they talked about. I've heard Teresa recently say that she didn't want to bring the past back. She just wanted to move forward. Didn't want to talk about the past and the things that have been said, 
Um, apparently her therapist is telling her, don't look back, look forward, don't look back because uh, you're not going that way. Well, I'm happy for Teresa and Jacqueline. However, I'm a Cancer. We tend to live in the past. So I'm happy to talk about it all and revisit the past with you guys. So it seems like Teresa was uh, in Las Vegas with Louis and um, ter uh, Jacqueline brought Chris Lorita to that little luncheon together. Chris Lorita, who, by the way, seems to be aging backwards. Um, he's looking more and more like a older, like an older version <laughs> of Albi Manzo. So it was good to see Chris on Instagram as well. And then Louis posted on his Insta on his Instagram a picture of him and Chris saying that he's so happy and lucky to have met this man and that they've connected over um, Nicholas. And he even put like this hashtag, we both have Nicholas on Instagram. So I'm wondering, are Louis and Teresa secret fans of the Housewives Relatable podcast? Because you know, if you have been listening to my podcast since day one in November of 2022, you heard this here first on my very first episode, Karma is a Bitch. Basically, on that episode, I talk about, you know, an event that Kim D and David Yontef, David Yontef has a podcast name uh, behind the velvet rope and Kim D does a se segment with him or updates like on Saturdays I can't remember which day of the week it is anymore but she is on that podcast and she's involved with that podcast quite often and her and David had an event a few months ago and a guest in the crowd asked a question to Kim basically asking if it was Teresa's karma to now be like a stepmom to a son with autism. And based on <clears throat> what Teresa had said to Jacqueline back in Arizona, do you remember guys? I think it was around season five. Um, Teresa went to Arizona for Melissa's birthday. Um, she was kind of feuding with everyone at that point. She was in a bad place with her cousin, Melissa, Kathy, um, and Caroline and Jacqueline. So anyways, Teresa kind of made a comment about karma and saying that if you do bad things, it will go back to your kids. So for some reason, this guest at the event thought that, you know, it, it was nice to ask a, a question like that. And uh, <laughs> basically on my episode, I'm the one who made the correlation that what Teresa and Jacqueline have in common now is that they both have sons with the name Nicholas. So I never heard any other blogger or podcaster or even Teresa and Louie who have now been together for almost three years in July. I've never heard them even make that correlation. So hey, if you guys are secret fans of Housewives Relatable, don't forget to credit a girl out and make sure you subscribe as well, okay? <laughs> I'm just having a little bit of fun with it, guys. So nothing too serious. So speaking of Kim D, it is no secret that I love Kim D. I love her on the show. So again, I don't know Kim D like that. 
I have, what I mean by that is that I have no tie to her. But when she was on the show, for me, she was considered TV gold. Okay. Um, Kim D is on the show. She does her thing. She talks to people on the show. She knows everyone. She, she's just like the grand dame or like the grand dame friend of Real Housewives of New Jersey. So Kim D, a lady with all of the connections that she has with a voice like that too, eh? Because it's like, she has a little bit of that raspy voice that everybody likes. And if you recall that episode where Margaret and Danielle and Melissa Gorga, they go on to um, the, the Kim D um, fundraiser, like fundraiser for the victims and stuff. So the ladies come and Teresa's like, oh, we all want to come and talk to you. And then Kim's like, oh, you all want to talk to me? All of you? <laughs> and then Teresa's like, yeah. Um, the, the, you know, does that bother you? Like, are you like kind of scared? And then Kim D's like, no, no, I'm not scared. I'll take you all. <laughs> Who talks like that? Kim is just gangster in my books and reality TV gold. But I heard Kim, Kim D say multiple times and give credits to other bloggers, YouTubers, people in that space. Like she definitely recognizes that the show is the show and the bloggers and the YouTubers and the people on social media, it goes hand in hand. So I've always heard her say, I don't care. If I can do something nice for someone, I will. So I just wanted to take some time to say a big thank you to Kim for sharing, posting stuff from Relatable Stella. It got me some traction on my IG page and traffic on my podcast. So Kim, to have the platform that you have and you're following, it's nice to see that you can take you know, the time out of your day to help the ones that are up and coming. And I'll never forget that. Okay. And by the way, I say up and coming guys, because I don't like to refer to my podcast as small. I have a very big vision for my podcast right now. I am having fun with it, but it's definitely not small. It is up and coming. And thank you, Kim, uh, for what you did. I'll never forget that. And also <clears throat> I want to give some love to um, JR underscore Joy Rosenberg on Instagram. She has some great content. And if you don't follow her already and are housewife obsessed, if you're housewives obsessed, just give her a follow. So <clears throat> let's get into it because there's a lot to discuss. <laughs> now that the men, Louie and Chris, have finally met, in Vegas. Do you think, okay, do you think that Bravo should fly the entire cast of New Jersey either to Italy or to the Bahamas and for and to fly Chris and Jacqueline as well to make amends with Joe, <laughs> Joe Judice? You know, I ran a quick poll on my Instagram and the Housewives Relatable Nation has voted yes. Basically, Jacqueline has, from what I'm, I'm hearing, 
Jacqueline has no interest in coming back as a full-time housewife on the show uh, in New Jersey. She's actually moving to Orange County. She's not interested in joining the, the, the cast of Orange County and not interested in, retu in returning full-time to New Jersey. So that makes sense because, you know, if she's moving out of uh, Vegas to be in California, I'm not really sure how she could be a full-time housewife on the show in New Jersey anyways. And it really just seems like Jacqueline is done with that part, like with that chapter. She doesn't want to be a housewife anymore, not full-time. She is quite busy with her son, Nicholas. She is dedicating her life to you know, um, recovering him. I, I heard he's doing very well, but again, he has like special needs. So she has to, you know, be a full-time mom. So I commend her tremendously for that. I think that, you know, she has her priorities in order, but Jacqueline, she stated that she would not be opposed in coming back to the show in some sort of capacity. And I think that that would be the perfect capacity for her to come back to the show. Like basically bring on Jacqueline back. You know, she comes back. I'm back, bitches, right? Basically to the show. And then it would be nice if in some sort of capacity they could fly the entire cast for whatever reason, like for them to go to Italy or for them to go to the Bahamas. And, you know, Joe Judice lives in Italy and also in the Bahamas. So it would be so nice if they could all be reunited and have a talk, right? Have a talk, Joe Judice, Jacqueline, uh, Chris Loretta, Joe, cause I, I love their friendship on the show. Those guys were hysterical, Joe and Chris. They were so funny together. Uh, I do, I do miss Joe Judice on the show. I've said that multiple times. I would never get tired of Joe. I thought he was just like the perfect little house husband. Well, he's not little, but what I mean by that is just like, you know, he didn't do too much, right? He was on the show. He was there for his wife. He wasn't really involved in the drama. Most of the time he didn't really want to hear about it. Kind of, you know, he was just kind of like a guy, right? Just a guy going through it and that's it. But Whenever he would be on the show, he would be just funny as hell, just like Teresa, like spontaneous. Him and Melania, uh, their chemistry, so beautiful. And his relationship with his parents, his daughters, and all of that. So I'm a big fan of Joe Judice. And <clears throat> once again, I can't say it enough. I hope that um, he can be brought back to America in some sort of capacity so he could be there for his girls. So anyways, I think it would be great if they brought back Jacqueline for a few episodes and Chris so they could make up with Joe Judice on camera and then we can really turn a corner and you know close that chapter right so what i wanted to also say <laughs> i wanted to talk about um cuz you know i could do this episode like i could do my podcast right after the show has aired 
um, the Real Housewives of New Jersey, but I choose not to because there's a lot of things that I want to listen to first, right? There's a lot of things that are going on on, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, in the magazines, in the blogs, and then you have all of the other housewives that are doing their podcast as well. So the show gets released on Tuesday night. And then on Wednesday morning, Teresa does um, her podcast with Melissa Fister, Namaste Bitches. So I definitely want to hear what she has to say about that before I jump in. And then Melissa has her podcast on Thursday as well. So there's a lot of things and a lot of angles and a lot of stuff other than the show that I want to discuss when I come on to do my podcast. So... If you caught Teresa right after um, the new the episode two of uh, Housewives of New Jersey, she was actually on Watch What Happens Live with Louie. Okay, and Andy always has some of those shady games, you know, <laughs> shady boots games, uh, and he basically asked Louie um, to. To, to mention who was the least, like out of the men, who was the least welcoming to him um, when he joined the, the group. And surprisingly, Louis said that Joe Gorga was the least welcoming uh, man like to him when he joined the group. At first I was thinking, oh, maybe he just made a mistake, maybe he meant like Joe Benigno because, you know, Margaret was not really a fan of Louis. She was spreading all of these rumors about him and we saw her multiple time, uh, multiple times talk about those rumors with her husband, Joe Benigno, because that's what they do. They like to lay on the bed and just like <laughs> talk and gossip about other people, which is pretty funny. But, um, so yeah, at first I thought that Louis made a mistake. I was like, no, he means Joe Benigno, right? No, seems like Louis really meant Joe Gorga. And I was a little bit, um, surprised by, by that because the first season, like Louis wasn't really on the show. We just saw him at the end. He had a, a date with Teresa or something like that. And then he came at the reunion and brought the drinks or, or I think it were those pineapple drinks. And then backstage um joe he he seemed genuinely excited and he was telling the man oh this is my future brother-in-law this is my future brother-in-law and things like that like joe is basically joe gorga is basically the one who spilled the bean um to everyone and said yeah teresa has a boyfriend she's in love uh, i think she's gonna get married to this guy and then teresa was upset because she was like hey i'm just trying to get to know this guy i told you to be tight-lipped about it and now you just blurted it out to everybody so why did you do that so i don't know if it's joe gorga you know i don't know if he has such like formidable <laughs> acting skills but to me <clears throat> He seemed genuinely excited to have Louie on the show. So, I don't know. I was a little taken back by that. But I'm sure as the episode progresses, like as the show progresses, we'll see maybe why Louie felt that way. And another thing is that Louie was one of the first guests on Teresa's podcast, Namaste Bitches. And Louie was talking about 
you know, his relationship with Joe. And he basically said, um, it was such a, like, you know, Joe was so vulnerable with me and we talked about it all. And we talked about so many things. He opened up to me. I opened, I opened up to him about my past and it was so vulnerable and so beautiful. And I'll never forget that he was basically giving Joe Gorga like kudos. That was like a few episodes ago on the podcast. So I'm just wondering, like, what is going on? Like, what has made Louis come live on TV and say that Joe was the least welcoming to him? I thought that that was uh, a little bit weird, but I would like to know more. And if they have a chance to clarify that, eventually, obviously, I'm all ears. So another thing... <clears throat> The whole sitting ar arrangement uh, debacle, okay? So last season, basically at the reunion, Melissa said, oh, you don't love me. You don't want me to be um, in your wedding. We're not close. So now I guess I understand why I was seated at your table, right? So <clears throat> at that point, Teresa was kind of like, you know, blowing it off and not really explaining anything at the reunion. She was just like, why, why are you making a big deal about that? Like, come on, come on. But we never truly understood or knew what happened during that, um, engagement party in this, with the seating arrangement. So I think it was like a few months ago, Teresa did a podcast, um, with her friend, Dina, uh, Dina, Man oh, Dina Kenton, I, ha I have to say Dina Kenton, she's Kenton now, she's not Menzo, but Dina has a podcast called Dina Does, and um, at some point in time, I guess Teresa joined her podcast, and uh, Dina made a comment, and said, I don't really understand why Melissa had to say, like, something about the sitting arrangement, you know, there, there was only two tables, why is she making a big deal about that, and Teresa's like, exactly, exactly, there was only two tables, right? But I don't recall Teresa explaining on Dina's podcast what happened with the sitting arrangement. And I find that a little odd because at the reunion, um, they already, that event, like the engagement party had already taken place. So it's not filmed on the show. It's not something that we're going to see on the show. Now we're episode two of the show and they're talking about the engagement party so this is something that definitely happened off camera the cameras were not there so i don't understand why Teresa did not clarify at that point or at that time what happened with the sitting arrangement because her explanation to me today like on the show <clears throat> makes a lot of sense basically she said that i want my brother and my sister-in-law to be sitting at my table someone messed up uh, I don't know if it's the wedding planner or whatever, but she she made that request. Like, she was like, I want my brother at my table. And it's, I don't know, like like Dolores said, it is a big deal where you're seated in um, Italian families, but not just Italian families. Like, I would say my, my husband is Portuguese, the same thing. I'm Korean, same thing. Like, where you're seated, if your family is extremely important and... Um, you know, it would be an insult to put someone that is like your direct family, like at a table with just normal guests, right? So the fact that Teresa said, like she's saying today that, no, I wanted my brother and Melissa at my table, but apparently those guys requested to be moved 
at a different table. I believe what Teresa is saying. I believe this is true. Okay. That's the story that makes sense to me. I just want for Teresa, especially for events that are not going to transpire on the show that we're not going to see, that are not filmed, please come forward sooner with your ammunitions. Because at this point, when you don't, Teresa, what happens is we hear it more from Joe and Melissa. Like basically Joe and Melissa's side of the story out there than the truth, right? So today you're telling us the truth, but it's like months later, like eight, nine months later. So you should have told us that on Dina's podcast. So, you you know, you don't give a chance to Joe and Melissa to run with this narrative and just basically say like, oh, you didn't want us at the table and make you look bad again, right? And I'm just wondering, like, is this true? Like, did Joe and Melissa really do this? Like, did they say oh, we're sitting next to Teresa, but instead we're going to request to be sat at a different table so we can create an argument and make um, my sister or sister-in-law look bad for next season. Can they be that calculated? Who knows, right? But to me, that, that's, that's the story that makes sense a little bit. So anyways... Let's dive into the actual show and the actual episode two. So I'm not going to go through every single thing, but here are a few things that I've noticed. Okay, so we have Margaret. Margaret is nervous. She is nervous this season. You can tell. As soon as Margaret learned from someone, some mole in uh, Jennifer Aiden's camp that Teresa and Jennifer met with her friend, ex-friend of 40 years, Laura. Margaret seems nervous. The last time that I've seen Margaret so nervous like that was when um, she was accused of starting the rumor between Jackie and Evan. If you remember... Margaret was very nervous and she basically said, you need to meet with Teresa and you need to meet with Teresa at my house, right? With the whole uh, cheating gate between Jackie and Evan. So it's like, even Teresa was like, why at Margaret's house? Why not like somewhere else, like somewhere completely neutral? Anyways, my in my opinion, it, it was a way for Margaret to be able to listen, like to hover over the situation. It's like, oh, you know, I started this thing and I really didn't want to hurt my friend, Jackie, and now I need to do damage control, right? The first person who actually called that out was Danielle Staub. We need to give her the credit for that. Uh, she was watching the show live at that point and she said, Margaret has her hands all up in this. It just clicked to me that Margaret is the one behind the rumor. Danielle Staub, my friends, you know, came out first and said this, so... Anyways, so Margaret is nervous. She's doing damage control already. She's talking about it in the car. She's saying to Melissa, oh, you know, I can't trust her because she says to my face that she wants to make up with me. But then she goes behind my back and meets with a former friend of mine. Why is Margaret nervous about this? Because Margaret, if there's nothing about you in your past, 
to be like, you know, salacious, salacious or nervous about. There's no reason for you to be nervous about that, right? So Margaret is nervous about the information that Laura may have on her, especially information that pertains to the show. Who knows? You know, there's a lot of stuff out there on the blogs and YouTube, like emails and things like that. I've seen this girl, Laura, before do a few interviews and basically admit to Margaret's involvement in cheating gate between Jackie and Evans. And um, there's, you know, that whole rumor about Melissa and Joe uh, and, and some guy at some point, like, I don't want to talk about it too much because let's see if it actually transpires on the show and it's not just like hearsay. But Margaret definitely looks nervous and Melissa too because then they go to that little luncheon and Melissa's touching her hair and just like looking at Margaret and you could see Margaret is just like moving slowly and planting like slowly trying to discredit this person that is not on the show that Laura chick that used to be her former friend she's really good at it Margaret plays chess while everyone else is playing checkers like people like she's like 10 20 steps ahead of everybody else you could you could see it like she was born to do this I think Melissa calls her dynasty I call her Falcon Crest uh, she's definitely the Shannon Capwell of uh, Santa Barbara or the Victor Newman of um, what's that other show daytime television anyways you know you, you know which one not the bold and beautiful but the other one can't recall it right now sorry guys <laughs> but margaret is very calculated and by the way i have absolutely nothing against margaret i think she is great for the show she is good tv she has uh she's very quick very witty um she makes great analogies if you can understand them but i do believe that she is calculated and very manipulative and ladies the ladies of the show don't always see that except i, I think the only person who has seen this firsthand from the very beginning was jennifer jennifer aiden my little turkish delight turkish treat she is a formidable but a formidable opponent. I've always said Jennifer is good. Like Margaret is quick, you know, with her one-liners or funny jokes or sarcastic jokes, but Jennifer is just, just as quick. Um, I don't know if it's because she does a little bit of rapping or she likes to do a little bit of uh, stand-up comedy like on her off time, but she is very quick and she sees Margaret for what she is. So Jennifer is a great cast member of, on the show she brings us like a lot um yeah i think she's the only one who can have a battle of words with margaret even with jackie you know even when jackie was on the show basically you know jackie has you know a hundred degrees and she's a lawyer a columnist she's a blogger she does this and that and the other but jennifer is just like you know she's like street like she comes for you <laughs> her her mouth is like i don't know i think she's fantastic for the show and i'm happy that her and Teresa are friends but anyways um oh one thing i wanted to say about jennifer though she is 
a formidable opponent. I've said that many, many times. But Jennifer, please, I know you're going to make up with uh, Dolores at some point in time on the show, but please don't, please don't cry for Dolores anymore, okay? Um, Dolores is good. She's good on the show. I still feel like we haven't seen um, everything about Dolores. I feel like there's more, okay? She's kind of like in this safe zone all the time. Like sometimes she loses a little bit of her temper, but... You know, I think there's more to Dolores that we're not exploiting on the show. And although she seems to be like Switzerland and level-headed and friends with everyone, I do understand what Jennifer was trying to tell her um, last year, basically, when she said, you don't seem to be like a friend to me because, yeah, you kind of stick up for me, but then as soon as someone says something else, you're just like, yeah, but you know, this is how she is and whatever, whatever. Like, it doesn't sound like you truly have my back. I don't think that Dolores should have just called her a see you next Tuesday. Um, and, and she keeps on calling her that word over and over again. I know they're going to make up eventually, but I'm just saying you should be able to tell your friends, I need a little bit more of your em like emotional support and friendship without them like completely losing it this way. Right. Um, so that's just my take on that. So Jennifer, keep on doing what you're doing. Like I said, you are a treat on this show, a delight, a fresh of bread air. <laughs> Do you see what I just did here? I'm <laughs> it's kind of an inside joke within the Bravo Nation. So someone should definitely try to capitalize on that and put it on a t-shirt or on a mug because I thought that was so funny when Teresa said that on Watch What Happens Live. A fresh of breath air. We, we got to love Teresa for this. That's what puts the T in Teresa. <laughs> By the way, guys, about Melissa, I'm just wondering, like, is she trying to look like Kim Kardashian's these days? Or is that the look that she's going for? <laughs> like, she used to look more like, JLo, or I think that's what she was trying to look for. And don't get me wrong, Melissa's beautiful. But I'm just wondering, I've noticed in the last few episodes, she's starting to look more and more like Kim Kardashian. Just wondering, just wondering if that's the look that she's going for this season. Anyways, I haven't talked much about the new girls. Um, the reason for this is because it's only episode two. Um, I feel like they need to break their bones a little bit more. Uh, we need to see a little bit more of them. Um, so, you know, we'll see as the episodes evolve who they are, what they bring, if they should actually stay on the show for another season. But so far, I don't really have an opinion about them. The only thing that I would say is that that new girl, Danielle Cabral, um, <laughs> so far, <laughs> I see a lot of mob wives in her. Maybe it's because she's from Staten Island. I, I don't know. I haven't completely wrapped my head around her being a housewife at this point. I see mob wives <laughs> for some reason. And I'm not saying that she's part of the mobs or anything like that. I'm just saying just the way she talks and, you know, her being from Staten Island. To me, I'm seeing like a person that should be on mob wives with Rita. But anyways, her family seems beautiful. Her husband is gorgeous too. And um, so is she. And it's funny because I'm going to say this thing. She kind of says that at, 
you know, at her mozzarella party, she says that she didn't extend an invite to Jackie and that Jackie has been looking at her up and down and sizing her up and just being kind of like um, standoffish towards her. And the rest of the crew said, oh, you know, Jackie, she can be a snob. I don't know. I don't know if she's a snob per se, but I would say this. My perception of it is probably that Jackie you know, she admitted to this like not so long ago. She said she used to be in this room where she used to be the center of attention. Well, I'm not sure if she was the center of, of attention. I know Teresa was. <laughs> I know Margaret was. I know Jennifer was. But, you know, Jackie was kind of like always in the background. But I think I understand what she's trying to say. She used to be a full-time housewife. And she used to have a title on this show. And now she's like the eighth girl in line she's been replaced and you know maybe she's looking at danielle like okay so we kind of have like a similar body type she's the new blonde you know she has like the hot husband because you know evan is hot too and her husband kind of looks like evan right and you know the two kids and all of that so yeah maybe um jackie's looking at the danielle like yeah, you're the one who took my spot and she probably feels some sort of way about it. And nothing against Jackie. I just like, I'm going to say thank you for your contribution to the show. Um, what you did was very courageous to talk about something so personal when it comes to your eating disorder. Uh, I'm sure it helped a lot of women out there. Um, you, you've helped a lot of women with your story out there and you're helping yourself most importantly. The only thing that I'm going to say is that although it is something that we we want people to share those types of things with us, we don't want it to, to just, you know, we don't want that same subject to continue to drag on every single season, right? It needs to be something different. That's what the audience needs. No one wants to tune in and just listen to, uh, a story like that over and over season after season and I'm not trying to be cruel I'm just being real and what I'm saying is that the reason why Jackie doesn't really have much content as a housewife it's because she's not she's not dysfunctional <laughs> she's not like she's like highly educated she has the perfect husband that has the perfect job she has tons of money she has two sets of twins and you know, she expresses herself like in a very adult manner. Like she doesn't have tantrums or things like this. I'm saying like if you have the perfect life or career, to be on this show, you need to have like a personality trait that is somewhat dysfunctional. And Jackie is just not that person. And you can see like she is now, um, they haven't really given her a title on the show. Like you just see her name it just says Jackie it doesn't say friend of it just says Jackie um, and she's not bringing it like I know it's only two episodes in but she's sitting there not saying anything like the ladies are talking about stuff and she's just kind of like a fly on the wall she's very quiet so I don't know I, I have a feeling don't quote me on this but that's just my own opinion I have a feeling that this may be Jackie's last season on the show as a friend of, I don't think she'll go, she's going to get recasted next season as a housewife or as a friend. I feel like 
you know, they're going to be bringing on some new blood or sticking up, like sticking with the new girls. Who's, who knows, right? But I, I, I think this is the last of Jackie that we're seeing. So <clears throat> lastly, I just want to touch base on a few things here because, uh, you know, Joe and Melissa, they did a podcast today and they kind of talked a little bit about the show episode one, episode two, and they're just in shock. They're just like, oh my gosh, like Teresa is going crazy and she's trying to just go out of her way to be mean to us. And uh, we don't really understand what's going on. Like we've been on her side. We, th we threw people out of our home, like Kim G. We stuck by her. We even threw this lawyer, Monica, out of our home um, just as loyalty, like just to be loyal to, to Teresa. I find this funny because um, <laughs> I've read um, many years ago, you know, Joe and Melissa, they like to make it sound like they didn't know who this Monica Chacon woman was. But I've read and heard that they actually did know her, or at least Joe, because her name appears on a lot of Joe's real estate deals. And from what I can recall, this woman, uh, that Monica Chacon, she, she, she is or used to be uh, some sort of real estate lawyer. So you see her signature, like, you know, this is the internet, guys. What I'm saying is what I saw on the internet. I'm not saying that is true, but I'm just saying those are documents that popped up on the internet at some point in time. And you see, um, you know, Joe Gorga's name um, in some legal, like, documents with Monica Chicone, who's, like, signing as the real estate lawyer. So I find it a little bit funny when Joe and Melissa are talking as if like they don't know who this woman is. It's like your sister is having a legal battle and this woman is involved, right? And uh, Joe and Melissa say they didn't have any idea um, that she, she would be brought to the party by Kim G. And that may be true, who knows? It's possible Kim G liked to stir the pot. So it's very possible that she just decided to um, to show up with a plus one, and the plus one happened to be Monica Chacon. <laughs> but it's funny during the interaction that they're having Joe and Melissa keep on looking at this woman, and they keep on saying to her, listen, we don't know each other, right? Like, I don't know you, and I have to stick by my sister. Like, it's funny how you see that on the show, but then you see some documents, lots of documents with Joe's name and Monica Chicone's name like everywhere, right? So just the fact that they keep on bringing that up in, in their podcast and saying, we threw this woman out of a party for you, right? Um, because we're backing you up. It's like, are you really backing her up? Like you, you as soon as you saw this woman enter your front doors, you should have been like, oh no, this is Monica Chicone. We know who she is. Like my sister doesn't get along with her. We're going to throw her out right away. But instead they wait to be asked to do that. And then they pretend that they don't know her. So I thought that was quite interesting. Anyways, next episode, episode three, I can't wait for it, guys. It seems like Joe and Louie seriously get into it. 
Joe bangs on the table and Louie is red in the face. So I hope it really gets released next week. It's not just one of those Bravo teasers that just drags on um, for a lot of uh, episodes. I really, really want to see that one. And of course, I'm going to keep you all posted. Ciao. Mm-hmm.